0: Hey Scott. <laughs> Hi, Derek. <laughs> How Derek. are you today? I like I like fake enthusiasm better than realistic <laughs> monotone. That was
1: I'm I was just about to do the goddamn intro, and so you talk through it. You're what like the <laughs> fuck. <sighs>
2: Four one two go. Four
0: one two.
1: Three mm. three one two. Three, 2 one. Three two one go. Anyway. No, no, do one Hey Scott. Hi. What's up? Mm, nothing. You know, this is the part where we do the um, advertisements. advertisements. Do you know the other advertisements? <clears throat> anyway, yes. Do you know that other people can advertise on our podcast if they want? You don't say. Yeah, <laughs> we will. We, we will actually talk about your stuff before the podcast for very, 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 very little compensation.
2: No, oh, that's just blowing my mind. So how those, do, we, how if, do we do this? So if how do those people out there
1: want us to talk about whatever they got going on before the podcast, they can look us up on social media, <gasps> wow. Twitter, yes. Instagram, go on. and Facebook. Awesome. And if they go to our website, sharpironsociety.com, they can contact us directly through email. Boom. So if you have a business out there that is either local to New Hampshire or you sell shit on the internet... Internets. Fire us up. Mm-hmm. Just like Port City we Brazilian jiu does. about you. Right.
2: Help us help you.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This is the whole podcast about. Listen to three or four or two idiots <laughs> talk about Talk stuff. about nothing. Talk about stuff. <laughs> everything. You, talk about stuff you should be doing that we're not actually doing. <laughs> but one thing that we are doing is training Jiu-Jitsu at Port City BJJ. Located, what do you do there? Uh, we do jiu-jitsu on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you want, you can look the schedule up at portcitybjj.com. All the info is there. You can also send us an email, and we'll answer any questions you have whatsoever. We're also located inside the Seacoast Sports Club at mm-hmm. 8 Greenleaf Drive in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. They have a lot of cool shit in there, like a turf field, and showers, and saunas, and steam rooms, and a hot tub, and a pool, and stuff you can lift if you want.
2: Turf field has so much room for activities.
1: Activities. So many. <laughs> activities. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's one of our sponsors that actually has not reached out to us. I just do it anyway. So, but if you want to be on this podcast and have us talk about your stuff... Reach out to us.
2: Hell yeah, you should. And if you have an interest in CrossFit, you want to try it out, you want to check it out, you should check out everproven.com, evrprvn.com. We are a CrossFit gym in Dover, New Hampshire, um, located at 51 Washington Street in the old mills. Uh, You can reach us. At 603-742-0822, I already said the website, Uh, or you can do stone at evrprvn.com, we have everything for you. You can just go right and do some CrossFit, you can go do an intro for free, you can do an on-ramp program, which will take you from doing nothing and playing video games on your couch to being an ultimate badass and throwing down with the rest of the people, or you can do privates, everything. Got it got it all. Got it all.
1: I'm working on a muscle up. It's pretty fun.
2: Yeah, you are. I've seen you get one.
1: Just one though. I'm yeah. probably the only person in history to get a muscle up once and then not be able to do it again.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been
1: trying i to recreate magic ever since that moment.
2: We'll get you there.
1: But I never thought I could do a muscle up and then I can't ever proven CrossFit. And now I'm on my way to hopefully eventually doing muscle ups consistently. You can too.
2: They're badass to make you look magical.
1: Was that a good enough uh, advertisement for you? All right, let's get this goddamn party started.
2: Hell yeah. Hi. I'm not ready. <laughs> Awkward. Yet. Uh, I think this is uh, podcast number eight,
0: worst podcast ever.
1: Uh, <laughs> you don't start a podcast saying the worst podcast ever because then people aren't going to listen to it, asshole.
0: <laughs> but find out at the end when we turn it around and make it the best podcast ever. The last five minutes is going to blow your mind. That, that
1: voice is none other than Tactical Elliot Field,
0: Tyrannosaurus. Pop Socket. <laughs> <Newly> <laughs> He's got a new nickname. <laughs> pop
1: Socket is what we're calling him. So if you know Elliot, call him Pop Socket from now on, please. Uh, so we're
2: back. If you don't know what a Pop Socket is, you Ask him,
1: because I still don't know what it is. He tried to explain it to me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't want to talk about it.
2: <laughs> uh, we're back in the barn. Last week, we were graciously hosted in... Ki house
1: in the kitchen in the kitchen well, oh so warmer week. <laughs> last last weekend it was fifty below out now it 's fifty above well, Goddamn heat wave
2: to be honest, last week it was negative eleven i don 't think we actually quite said that it was negative eleven, but it was negative eleven yeah uh, just so people have an idea if you 're listening to us in California like oh it can 't be that cold, no, it's fucking negative eleven the
1: condensation coming out of my mouth was freezing to my mustache and beard. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's what was happening. <laughs> it was terrible. It was fucking cold.
2: I think I was talking to somebody that, that that uh that week and they were talking about being up north a little bit colder and they were able to take uh Glassfuls of water and just throw them out in the air and it was just like vaporizing just turning into just ice
1: snow right, right as it hit the air making it snow science so is it true science I, bro, I, <laughs> science, you, <laughs> bro. Can, you can google this i don't know if it's true or not but is it true that hot water freezes faster than cold yeah, yeah. it is yes well then process of sublimation yo what
0: <clears throat> them molecules are like so. moving faster so they can find their spot to freeze easier boom snowflakes sublimation sublimation i don't know what that means but i thought sublimation is
1: sublimation's when you put art on a t-shirt and it didn't crack <laughs> isn't no,
0: that? no sub maybe another use of that no sublimation is when you put another subwoofer in your car <laughs> <laughs> and it like makes and it makes your ears vibrate and makes your nose itchy from the subs that's sublimation it makes your nose itchy <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: except for the nose itchy part <laughs> Well, I, R- Ron is like a master audio engineer and he ha- didn't dispute that at all. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, because I'm right. Look it up. I'm not probably not going to look it up. <laughs> 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 so, Scott, fresh back from your modeling career in uh, oh, New I Orleans. I just dropped that like, right <laughs> off the bat.
2: Yeah. I really wanted to talk about that.
1: <laughs> oh, I know, Elliot. Oh, I know some other people on the internet so wanted to talk about it too. Yeah. Cause Apparently, you're much better looking than Elliot
0: What? can't deny it you're better you better got looking? a better face
1: everyone live on Facebook said that you're much better looking than Elliot.
2: Oh, I was just not, this just now in our, when we were live, yeah when we were live oh
1: awesome and by um I'll put that feather in my cap by by everyone, I only mean one person, yeah. and that was Matt <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, the fuck is New Orleans like?
2: Oh man, it is. Uh, it's like, it's weird. It's like one stop party, it, it, but at the same time, there's people doing business. It, it, it's, it's just I don't I don't even know how to put into words how weird that place is. Because the more you dig, the more you uh, you get into just all the the oddities of that place. Um, I mean, I was down there for. Uh, Three four days, uh, doing some some dumb things, and uh, got to go out. Finally got to go out in uh, Bourbon Street for a night, and that was just it. Just it. It doesn't even I don't know. It doesn't even compute because it's like here around here. It's like you get uh, everybody's a little bit less friendly. All the bars close like one. Bars don't close down there. No, you just keep on going. And did every bar has like some sort of live music, whether it be a real live cover band or there's somebody playing rap music and he's walking around with a microphone on the street trying to get people into the bar and
1: just rapping along with it. So alcohol in um, the streets, too, right? Like you could just, oh, yeah, take you, your you just pour on the street. Did you, uh, did you, did you partake in the uh wandering booze? Uh, I
2: did not, I personally did not. Um, just because I wanted to get up in the morning and uh, get on the plane, and not feel like I was like I was going to vomit everywhere. So, uh, but I did stay out pretty much all night. It was it was a good time. It's good people watching. Really good people watching. So, I mean, like you, I I think we started at Lafitte's, which is the oldest bar in America. Really owned by an old pirate.
0: Pirate life. I'm in. Um, How about the culture? pretty diverse i mean in new hampshire it's you walk down the
2: street and i, I mean it's like around here it's like okay we we know where like the gay bars are and we know where like like this is where you want to go and get get like get like rap and hip-hop and all that stuff but it's so it's like everything kind of blended together down that street i mean you had a gay bar right next to like a hip-hop bar where it's just like i mean like Lots of guys in tight pants right next to a bar. There was just like lots of guys that looked like they came right out of the hood. So it was, uh, it was one of those weird uh, and we We're walking around like this is, this is awesome. Every, everybody, and everybody's just having a, bl- a good time. And that's the other thing. Nobody's like trying to be hard. Nobody's trying to be badass. They're just having a good time.
0: Is there mixing within those clicks or like are some of the, like is there? Oh, is yeah. I mean, like everyone's everyone like one that. Is in the hip hop, is just kind of in their little space, and then everyone goes down, or is it all just mixing and like a big party?
2: It just seemed like everybody was mixing together. That's cool. Um, and, and it was a blast. I mean, we, my uh, my buddy and I, we were we held up in this one bar where there is an incredible cover band, like this girl's busting out. Um, I don't know if everybody knows this, but uh, a band called Paramore. Uh, the lead singer has this uh, pretty incredible vocal range, and this girl was busting out Paramore. Um, and then right after that, they're singing Salt and Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Peppa. Peppa. It's not. Pe- there's no Pepper. Uh, Peppa. Um, although um, T. Elliot's girl can bust out she Salt is, and Pepper I, like. I've seen She
0: just throws down shoop and Sh- People look at me like, "Why didn't you tell us?" And I'm like, "I didn't even know. I didn't even know she went that hard on the song." But now everybody knows. So,
1: what was that? What was that other song she said she was going to sing? I can't remember. I don't remember. I
0: forgot about Dre. Maybe that's another one that she likes to just slam dunk <laughs> on everyone's face.
2: Need to need to have a, uh, a whatever, like a, a sing off. Her and um, who, who's the guy from Jurassic World? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Come Chris, on. Help. Chris Pratt or Chris Pratt. Yeah. Pratt. <laughs> he I I have you seen the video of him doing uh forgot about Dre? No. Oh yeah, he does like the M&M voice and everything. What? Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh. I'll make, I'll make but he's note. also
0: a professional actor here. Christy's just professional badass. Yeah. You know she I mean? just she cr- just she Christy. just does it. She doesn't yeah. even practice. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about practice. practice. Um
2: But yeah, the food's amazing down there. Um according to one bartender, we our goal was to talk to somebody in each bar we went to um uh and get a good story out of every single person that 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 we talked to and one guy uh one guy was telling us about just the debauchery that happens down there it's just like a party after party and like they've got weird runs where everybody dresses up like they're uh they're involved in the bulls of pamplona in spain Anybody doesn't the know about run, the running, the, running, of the, running bulls. Of the bulls, so everybody dresses in white with red sashes and uh, gets chased by uh, animals that want to kill them. Good idea, um, but instead of bulls, <laughs> roller derby's really popular down there, like female roller derby. So what they have is everybody dresses up in white with red sashes, and the roller derby girls come out with crop whips <laughs> and wiffle ball bats oh and chase them down the street. Perfect, good. I mean, that makes perfect
1: sense. I mean, I, I don't see why I wouldn't. I think we need to start implementing these activities in the great state of New Hampshire somewhere. <laughs> 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 Down there, Central Ave in Dover. There, <laughs> in there was uh, weeks of summer. There, right.
2: there was another run that was, uh, I think it was...
0: Well, if you do it in like winter, the, they the could the wear ice run. skates instead of rollers.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Way harder to run away.
1: It's <laughs> a crampons, you'd be all set. Oh, man,
2: I think everybody should just have the... Uh, the Rockwell race It's the middle of winter Everything gets snowed down Everybody does a race And cross-country skis And I'm in for that Cut off yeah. pants Cut Wait There's some there. There is some hard That like t- Cross-country skis Downtown Portsmouth I see them all I used to see them all the time When I worked downtown
1: Although last yeah. year When we had A hundred million inches of snow In New Hampshire I wore my snowshoes A lot of places Walk my awesome. dog with snowshoes? So that's what people think New England is. Yeah,
2: we we either snowmobiling there or or, or wearing
1: like snowshoes or something. Bit of cold. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of cold. Part was right. So I went to the chiropractor yesterday. I mean, no, was it yesterday? No, Friday. Got some X-rays in my back.
2: How'd that go? Not great. Not great. <laughs>
1: you want to elaborate on that? So now how I always talk about. Uh, that my body is morphing to jujitsu, my spine is as well apparently so my neck is really far forward and my hips are really far forward so like the s in my neck is really exaggerated <laughs> so you have tech
2: they- you have tech neck
1: yeah pretty much but it's <laughs> but, it, but it's jiu neck from having my chin tucked to my head or, or my chin tucked to my chest yeah, he said that he hadn't seen hips like that since he worked on an Olympic gymnast, female Olympic gymnast. <laughs> so you're going to the Olympics? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. He, like, I guess one of the things was like he said that my my hips are so like curled forward like that that pretty soon there'll be no space in between my last two vertebrae from my. Uh, like nerve? Are they are they rolled forward? Or are they are you tuck tail or or
2: or you or is it like belly button forward or is it? Like
1: I don't know. He showed me the X rays and like like you know how like your spine is supposed to have an S in it. Like mine's like like it's so it's supposed to be like like this. A very weak S. Yeah, like yeah. An S it's quitting on you. And mine's like this. Okay, <laughs> like a dollar <dumber laughs> so, sign. So right, your, your your hip is 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 rolled forward. Right. Um, okay. Wow. So I'm getting that straightened out. We're <laughs> working on getting that straightened out. I
2: was, I was, I was exact opposite of that when, when, like, I started like therapy years ago. I had like, I had the tuck tail, almost like I was like tensing my ass all the time.
1: Is it from sitting down probably a lot?
2: Um, just the way I was walking, just mm. way of, just my human human movement. Right. But what did you say was the uh, the corrective measures?
1: I just he's like he's like, You need to come get adjusted like three times a week for the next month and then come like once a month after that. <laughs> so it's just like really just like realigning my spine, like reversing the damage that I've done doing jujitsu. It's like one of those things I think about. Um so I've been talking to you and Elliot and some other people at the CrossFit Gym about like trying to come up with a strength and conditioning program to kind of help my jujitsu and kind of gear it towards that. But it's almost at the same time I don't want to do that so much. Like I have mixed emotions about it because I feel like lifting weights and not being in that jujitsu mode has done some good because it's kind of reversing that damage. You know, like I I feel way better now than I did when – I, before I started CrossFit, just because I feel like it's adding some balance to my to my life. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm getting some symmetry now. I was like, when I went to, um, <clears throat> like the first time I went and got a like real sports massage, my <laughs> girl was like, um, so you are really developed on the left side in the front and really developed on the right side in the back and not on the other sides. I'm like, yeah, I do a lot of twisting in one direction. And I feel like uh, CrossFit... So you're not just, an
2: ambi-twister? What? You're not an ambi-twister? You I'm only a- twist once to one side? Yes. Sorry, Zoolander joke.
1: Crickets. <laughs> 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 not, no, I'm not, a, not an ambi-twister. No, I only sweep and pass to one side, apparently. Um, so I feel like... Doing unilateral movements in CrossFit, like lifting on the same side, the same amount of times, and like that, has really done some good for me. Like just moving better.
2: Yeah, yeah. Of course so. it will. I mean, you're 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 basically working on imbalances, right? Um, which is, uh, I mean, like yeah, it, like in the CrossFit world, it's like we do full body movements, but one of the most important things is not to let out let like. Um. Not to ignore those isolateral movements just for like working on imbalances all the time. Yeah, uh, and with, like Elliot can probably um, add to that. Um, just working on imbalances all, and and making sure that you're not activating, um, activating just like one muscle group and uh, making another muscle group weaker.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, CrossFit does a really good job of like trying to keep you in the ideal position, because if you're not in the ideal position, you kind of get punished. Whereas in jujitsu, you can kind of like keep doing the same thing. And if it's working, you kind of start leaning and biasing that side. But it's not like if you're really strong on your right arm, you're not going to be successful with like a jerk overhead, like taking the barbell from shoulder to overhead with use biasing one arm, like you're just the barbell is going to be crooked. If the barbell's crooked, it's going to make you crooked and you're not as strong. So it really keeps it really teaches you how to like stack everything up nice and straight even and everything like that
2: that is with a gym that's very technical with a <laughs> techni- right gym technically that, co- savvy. that
0: actually coaches yeah yeah yeah
2: i mean like there's there's we don't try to hide the fact that that i mean there's some CrossFit gyms out there that are not that good they're not focused on on like technique and then, and they're they're just saying like okay go hard go hard Lift as much weight as possible, and those are the gyms you generally want to avoid. Um, it, it like, folks, do do yourselves a favor if you're getting into CrossFit, if you're getting into any kind of physical fitness. Vet your gym, vet your trainer. Make sure that they know what they're doing. I mean, like it, that that that's that's huge. Make sure this is a gym that's like it'd be like walking into uh, a jiu-jitsu academy and the guys um, just doesn't know what he's talking about or or he's saying like oh just do this and this and this and then turns his back and doesn't pay attention to the fact that like you're like doing everything wrong
1: i think that's a problem with it's definitely a problem in jiu-jitsu um right now but i feel like it's a problem a lot of things is like Um, especially with the advent of social media and things like that and the internet and the ability to kinda put yourself out there and well and all that is it's easy like um we've talked about this a little bit, but like the fact that you can go get a level one certification in a weekend if you have the money, you know what I mean, without any prior experience. It's it's good and bad, but it's like that with jujitsu too, it's like um it's getting to the point now where you can like say you've done this this and this and that and whatever and the mud and the waters get so muddied that you you know what i mean like you can embellish a lot and uh i feel like with anything that you're going to kind of commit some time to and that you need to do a lot of research on who you're going to spend that time with you know like if you come to us at the academy um you know you can check and see what our lineage is and, you know, where we've trained and who we've trained with or whatever. And then I think as, as soon as you take a class, it's kind of evident that, you know, we're passionate and we're knowledgeable and things like that. Um, and I feel like it's kind of the same way with Ever Proven. You know, all those coaches, you can kind of look up what they've, you know, accomplished as far as like certifications and all that and the time they've put in. And it doesn't, you know, it's very clear. You know, I think as soon as it starts to kind of become foggy where you're like, eh. I don't know if that's what that is. And it's probably a sure sign that the people aren't being completely honest. You know what I mean? And you need to take it upon yourself. We talk about that all the time, being kind of responsible and being held accountable for, you know, your life and what you're putting that time and effort into, you know. and It's no different with CrossFit, jiu You know, you could be doing yoga, you know what I mean? If you have a shitty yoga instructor, you know, it's not going to be uh, good in the long run.
2: Yeah, I mean you could do anything uh and and be poorly poorly instructed. And that kind of goes right into um kind of what we we've, we've been like talking about, which is uh like talking about injuries and talking about imbalances and talking about technique. That just I mean like getting that good technique is going to prevent you from getting injured in the long run. Right. Um and, and it's like if you are hitting constantly hitting good technique um you're going to like move better and move more efficiently and 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 move healthy for a very very long time
1: i have so whereas we're talking about this like some things are popping into my mind about um myself and kind of relating to other people as far as like i feel like um i'm i'm pretty aware of my body at this point you know been essentially moving around and and being active since I was, you know, a child, you know, between growing up in the woods of Maine and like running around and, you know, falling and having to get stitches and, you know, splinters and scuffing my knees or whatever and then playing sports in high school and then getting into martial arts and now getting into like, you know, fitness and all that. Um, So I feel like I'm pretty aware of what's going on in my body, but I don't know... And I don't know how other people approach this either. And you guys can kind of tell me, is like, I don't know how much to listen to my injuries. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes, like, that's one of my strengths, but also probably one of my weaknesses is I have a uh, very high pain threshold. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I can hurt myself and I'm like, I'm a little uncomfortable and I'll just keep going. You know what I mean? At what point do you have to stop and be like, all right, this is just you know i I need to stop and need to take care of this injury you know what i mean like i feel like there's a ton of stuff like that over the past couple years where i've thought about it like i was rolling with one of my pearl belts the other day or not even the other day it was this is a while ago like probably four months ago and i twisted my ankle like my foot got stuck and i went to go pull it out and he moved real fast and like i heard a pop in my ankle and everything and it hurt real bad so i took like a couple days off but literally for the past four months my ankle has been sore you know what i mean like but i'm like oh you know it it's not so bad that I need to stop doing what I'm doing, but I'm like, Ugh, like, there's that ankle again, You know, it's always in the back of my mind, like, how much do you, when, when does it not pay to be a tough guy anymore, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, I just feel like I, I deal with that, like, little aches and pains all the time that it, it, you know, it's just, you gotta put one away and pick up the next one and deal with them, you know?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest problem with that is, so you hurt your ankle like that, and I'm not necessarily that concerned with the ankle. If you can, like, take a few days off and still get by, but it's like, how is that affecting your squat? are you biasing one side by an inch for the next four months? So then you're squatting with a little bit more pressure on on one knee or one hip or your spine is taking a little bit more of a bend or you're leaning. And then four months of that, and then you're like, oh, I, you know, I hurt my ankle, and I'm just like, you get that snowball effect of injuries, and no one really sees it. It's like, oh, it's because I hurt my ankle. I didn't let it fully recover. And then now I have this my shoulders hurting and you didn't realize that your shoulder is now hurting because your your ankle was messed up and now your shoulder and ankle are affecting your spine and then you're like now my back hurts and i'm just getting old and it's like you just had you should have just healed up that that ankle and rehabbed it but um i i mean in my opinion it's all how you what your goals are you know what i mean like if you i think if you're a professional athlete and you have all those doctors and all those meds, <laughs> meds in quotations. Um, <laughs> I think the recovery time and you toughing things out is is definitely something that you need to be like, I just need to get healthy as soon as possible so I can keep performing. But if you're doing it recreationally or you're just trying to have fun and you're in it for the long haul and you want to just choke people out for the rest of your life, <laughs> um, which who wouldn't, um, you, gotta, you just got to let that stuff heal. And we all go through those kind of injuries. That you're like, I could still do this, but then eventually... Something else is going to break, or that's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's absolutely true. It's like, I mean, to sum it up, like I've got shoulder pain because six months ago I messed up my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense, but our, our entire bodies are are, are connected, um, <coughs> and, and 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 like one thing will lead to another. Um, and and you're right. It's like what. Where is that drawing line between, um, like, what your goals are, what you what you want to achieve? I mean, like, do you want to be, do you want to try to go to the games? Do you want to push that hard, or do you? Well, I mean, we've we've actually had this great system now at our gym of like different levels you can train at, right? Um, which is really awesome. I I I think it's I think it's great and. um that's pretty much the levels you want to be you want to be following is like it's like are you doing this for fun are you just getting into it are you right. trying to
1: compete um, i have such so mixed emotions about it though cuz i feel like so like i feel like the reason that i got as good at i as i did at jiu-jitsu was because i trained sick i trained tired i trained hurt you know what i mean like i can not remember um but you were after that black belt the whole time though That was your goal,
0: you know. I mean Then then is it was it worth it? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: But I feel like that's like, um, it's funny that like I preach this in in jujitsu all the time, and I think it's like this in CrossFit too. With that old saying, you know, work smarter, not harder. Like, I feel like I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I I work like when it comes to that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I'm smart, and I, I think about the technique, and I try to get the technique you know, as perfect as I can and, and be economical. I'm in there with my energy, whatever, but I'm like, I'm just working as hard as possible to get good at something and not maybe as smart as possible to get good at something. You know what I mean? Like, you're
2: one of the more driven
1: people that I've ever met. So yeah. With some stuff, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) I definitely like, well, that's other deficiency too. We can talk about is I get so singularly focused on things like it's funny. Um, so um, like for a while when I started CrossFit, I think I, I, we talked about this a little bit is I started CrossFit cause I think, I feel like I needed to like, it was my, we talked about this with Pete and Al a little bit. Um, it was like something new that I needed to like branch out and do whatever. But recently between having Pete on the podcast and then Al on the podcast and Elliot has started to do jujitsu, my spark for jujitsu has kind of reignited, you know what I mean? And I'm I'm getting jazzed on jujitsu again. Like I'm I'm getting like almost re re-obs, reobsessed. obsessed. But I feel like that's what happens to me is I get so singly focused and obsessed on like one thing. Like I either get obsessed at CrossFit and then my jujitsu kind of uh starts to lack a little bit and then I get more like or I get Obsessed with jujitsu, and then my CrossFit starts to lack a little bit. But on the other thing about that is, is the rest of my life kind of like falls by the wayside as well too. And I, I don't know. It's one of the I just deal with those. I get so singly focused. You know what I mean, I, I know you can almost talk about injuries like that too. it's like I, I, I'm so focused on getting good at something and and diving full on in was something that like I'm like oh I fucking hurt my ankle who gives a shit let's go do this you know what I mean I need I need to do this to kind of feel fulfilled you know
2: yeah
0: i think the um perception of injury recovery time is very skewed so a lot of times when you think about athletes and everything of what you see on tv the professional athletes i mean you see some of these guys just get their knee torn apart at the beginning of, like first game of the season and they're like oh he might return you know, by the end of the season, like he might make the postseason, which, you know, is like 16 weeks or whatever later. And it's like if you don't have that kind of like support, you're, you can't think, oh, I, you know, I tore my ACL 16 weeks later. Since all the other professional athletes are healing this fast and recovering this fast, I can do it, too. Like if you're not a professional athlete and you don't have those quote unquote meds, you you're not gonna be able to just jump right back into into training and everything. And you also have to slowly build back to it. It's not just like, okay, everything healed up. And I mean I fell victim to this too with like having tendonitis and everything. You just have to allow yourself to not be as good as you were so then you can get better. And I think that's like one of the hardest things as a coach talking to an athlete of still telling them to slow down and hold back. And they're like To them, you know, they're still chasing the carrot of like, but, but I need it now. I need to be bad. I mean, good now. And I, I don't, I can't take the fact of not being as good right now just because I have this little pain in my ankle or wrist or whatever. And it's like, no, man, you got to just take a step back to take three steps forward. And I think that's the hardest conversation you can have with someone is to tell them to slow down or stop when all they want to do is, is go forward.
2: Yeah, that, that's like one of the hardest pills for people to swallow is, is hey, you need to lay off, like, now.
0: And on and the so, on the outside, you see them just running into a wall over and over <laughs> and over. But to them, they're like, but I'm getting inches closer and closer. And it's like, you could be running right now. Isn't that you're... the definition of
2: insanity? It's <laughs> yeah. like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting these different results.
1: I have, like so, like, such mixed emotions about this, though, because I feel like, that like i understand what you're saying about um you know taking some time off and you know and and getting healthy and 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 all that stuff but i also feel like there's a huge epidemic with people like blowing their injuries out of proportion too you know what i mean like absolutely like and so i have a couple questions one is how do you deal with those people like how do you recognize when something is like an, when they're hurt, what the difference between being hurt is and an hurt injury. And injured. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I'm probably um not as good at that as I should be. I'm like, oh you're just hurt, fucking keep going. You know what I mean? Like quit being a little bitch yeah. and do what you need to do. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, or or so that's one thing. Another thing is like when there is an injury that comes up. How do you do? Is there a way to train around it? With, you know, without throwing your whole body out of whack? Like, what, what is your recommendation to still make pro? Is there? Is there a way to still make progress in whatever your pursuit is, but also deal with that injury?
2: You have to modify. I mean, and I I can say from a personal standpoint, like I had a shoulder injury um, and what was it, uh, biceps impingement, uh, messed up shoulder, it was getting to the point where, like, I couldn't even do push-ups anymore, it hurt so bad, um, like, I could bust out, like, three push-ups, and then it was just, like, agonizing pain, uh, I went in, got the cortisone shot, and, um, said, like, well, as long as I'm not, as long as I'm not, like, you know, doing any, anything that, that really hurts it that bad, like push-ups or overhead presses, like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So I turned it into, like, well, if I'm just doing all pulling motions, I'm fine, right? Like, I mean, it's like I'm not, I'm not like, aggravating that pain. So, yeah, 425 sled pulls on a, with, with, uh, with a rope. Um, yeah, it's not aggravating at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Horseshit. (laughs) So three months of therapy and a cortisone shot down in the tube because I was, uh, not humble enough to say, okay, I need to stop. I need to pull back and I need to like let off the weights, do body weight movements. Um, do anything that like involve like not Screwing up with my shoulder, like not putting weight on my shoulder. So um, it took me three three months, and like I I went into the to the PT. The doctor basically said like uh, if I get another cortisone shot, and I actually let off <laughs> and give it a chance to work. Uh, will this actually work? Because I'm like my shoulders haven't changed at all. Right. Um. Finally, like I got, I learned my lesson the the hard way, the long way. Whereas I took an injury that probably should have taken two, three months to recover from and get back into, and I expanded it to six, seven, eight <laughs> months. <laughs> So, um, it it was a dumb experiment on my part, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) and, and, and like I'm coming back now, it's awesome. Right. But only because I stopped, I let off, I, 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 I like bowed my head down to the injury and said like, okay, I gotta let, I gotta let it heal. And that's what people have a really, really hard time doing is just let shit heal. I mean, if you're messed up, and if you're getting the sharp pain, if you're getting um like I, there there's nagging pain from old injuries, and then there's like there's that shitty pain that you did something stupid um y- y- like both of them like have in in different contexts like you you can approach both of them different ways, but I mean being smart about it that's that's the number one thing being smart with your injuries
0: and knowing yourself if you're that kind of person that knows that like I'm just gonna push through it I don't care i'm gonna I'm going to work with this thing. That's where you really look towards your mentor or your coach and be like, this is my problem. I don't want it to get worse. What do you want me to do? So kind of leave it in their hands so you can kind of, they can point you in a direction and then you can go hard in that direction and trying to like, instead of trying to make the decision on yourself and being like, I'm not going to be a pussy. Like I'm just going to fight through this because this is, you know, this is what I do and this is how I've been successful in the past. And it's like, sometimes you need that outside perspective to be like hey man like just get really good at this like this is weak in your game whether it's like crossfit or jiu-jitsu and you need to work on that while that's healing so you're you're definitely still working hard but just not using that or using it very little
2: yeah uh, i couldn't agree more i mean like learn how to learn how to adapt um and the other thing is is like i, I I'll say it right off the bat, like, it sucks. Like, it sucks being injured and not being able to come in and throw down with the rest of the people. I mean, some of my hardest days, um, some of my hardest days as, as an athlete and as a coach was walking into the gym and seeing the rest of the competitors all hanging out, working out and all the people that like I threw down with day after day for a while. um, And, 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 and just really went through some really, really shitty workouts with all working out together and saying to myself, like, I can't join you today. Like I can't join you for a long time because I'm, I'm messed up. And like, those were some of the hardest, hardest days. Those, those, those are the days I was, I was just swallowing. I I mean, I I was really choking back, uh, like a, a few tears of frustration, um, so like full disclosure, like those, those are bad days. And I, I, I came to like be in love with my headphones. <laughs> Once I put the headphones in and put the
0: hood up. That's how you um, know people are in bad shape when they come into a CrossFit gym, when we're blasting music and they have headphones in. <laughs> and they're like You're like, uh you're in a whole different world, buddy.
1: Um, so I guess, um, I have two questions really one is how do you as a as coaches because um, this is definitely something I need to work on as a coach is how do you as coaches like decide whether that person needs to take a break or, or push through you know what I mean um, is it just kind of reading and knowing your student like and things like that and, and being or athlete or whoever you're coaching and, and, and kind of going on their history of performance and, and things like that in history of injuries, and then also um how do you so if you can't like so when Scott hurt himself and was having a problem like one of the things I suggested was get obsessed with something else and get obsessed with coaching you know what i mean um is is that something that you guys implement or do you focus on just getting healthy yourself you know what I mean like is is getting healthy a focus or should you focus on something else you know what I mean well, for
0: me personally, um, so I've have this pretty bad tendonitis in my knee, and it actually freed up a lot of time because if you can't squat and you're doing CrossFit, it really takes it like having a shoulder injury. You do a lot of stuff in you know back squatting and deadlifting for days or whatever, but when you have a knee injury, it cuts out a lot more stuff. So I can still do like upper body stuff, but. It was really cutting into me again, really difficult, but then I started rolling with uh Derek, and it definitely it didn't hurt my knee like the way that we were we were doing it and everything and I think taking my focus off of like, I need to just get back to be healthy. I need it in just stressing, constantly stressing over what I need to do to recover so I can squat again. And then the moment my knee felt good, I would start squatting again and then it would hurt to me now kind of changing my direction. And now I'm focusing more on jujitsu and just the recovery aspect of that and learning new techniques. For my personality type, I kind of need to move directions of like focusing on something else or else I would still be going into the gym every day, moping around and being pissed because I can't do a lift or anything without knee pain. And I know I'm just digging that hole deeper and deeper. So for me personally, um, I need to change directions. To answer your other question, when we have new people that come in or you could tell like the weekend warriors are like, hey, I'm just here to like stay healthy. If they have an injury, I say don't it's not even worth it like just completely avoid it like let's get that healthy you're not here to like you know win competitions you're here to just get strong um i would say the higher they up and the more competitive they are depending on the injury or if it's like just nagging or bruised um you still need to go go hard that day like i mean if you just have like a little bit of um a little bit of a pain but when you warm up it kind of goes away or whatever just spend some extra time on the cool down or whatever, trying to get that tissue right or whatever that position. But um, that—that's pretty much it. Just like knowing your athlete, knowing what their goals are. And if you don't know, ask them. Be like, is this something that you are okay with having for the rest of your life if you go really hard and continue to hurt yourself? Like, is this like the be all for you, or is it something that you you are like, I want to be able to move and be functional, but not the elite for the rest of my life. I just want to move well my entire life.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's it's uh, it, it comes also down to being realistic with your goals. Um, I mean, if if you're gonna push and you're gonna and and you want to try to push through pain, like are you are you asking yourself like, what are my chances of making CrossFit Games or or, or getting into getting into that realm of like like sponsorships and all this? Other. Like, do do is there a realistic chance that I'm going to make this, that pushing through this pain, pushing through this injury is worth it.
1: I have so so many mixed emotions about this now because I feel like... (laughs) Like at some point in your life you need to be unrealistic. You know what I mean? Yeah, well yeah. If that's like,
0: your goal, then yeah. yeah, push through it. Like make you know I mean? make it happen like what you did. You wanted a black belt, you got hurt, and you pushed through it and you did it. Like that's I and mean, that was your goal. So yeah, definitely take those risks, risk that injury because that is the goal. Don't just like be like, Oh, I need to get healthy and like slosh around for fifteen years trying to get your black belt. Like you went after and did it. So even hurt or not.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I <laughs> I still feel like, you know, just like say how you feel, man. Say what you need to say. I just f- feel like at some point in your life you got to be like, this is absolutely fucking crazy that I'm doing this, but I'm going to fucking do it anyway. You know what I mean? Like at, you play it safe your whole fucking life, what nothing yeah. ever came out of playing it safe you know what i mean and i feel like that's the same thing with like um with all right so if you want to get in really good shape you want to be in the best shape of your life you want to be you know you want to squat 400 pounds you want to deadlift 500 you know you want to clean and jerk 300 you want to you know and it may be a long road to get there or you want a black belt or you want to go compete at the world or you want to be a golden glove boxer or you want to you know uh make a run at the junior olympics in judo whatever it is you know that might be completely out of the realm of possibility but if you don't have that really lofty goal like what are you working towards you know what i mean i feel like everyone that so the biggest thing that drives me fucking nuts is when people accept failure before they even started that fucking drives me absolutely nuts you know they're like and there are some people that like I don't, I don't even know should we be talking about this right now, but like, let's do it. There's nothing worse than me than someone who looks at or it's not. I mean, I'm over. I'm over dramatizing this a little bit, but I, when people look at the other scores on the whiteboard and be like, "Oh, are people actually finishing this workout?" Like, like and they accept that they're, they're not going to finish the workout in the time cap. Like I'm like, "No, like try your hardest. You're more way more capable than you think you are. If you look at those times and be like, "Oh, this is the slowest time. I just got to do it this fast."
0: We had an issue with that with uh programming. Uh, certain people were asking to extend the time cap because they're like, "Well, I'm not going to be able to get it done, so can we just have the clock running so when I finish, I know what time it was?" And the the answer to that is no. Uh, If the time cap is 10 minutes, you need to work your ass off to get that workout complete. If you don't, then you you didn't have it that day. But if we say, okay, we'll extend the time cap to 15, then people are going to pace that workout out to a 15-minute time cap and be like, I'm not going to go hard. Where it's like, no, you need to to claw and tooth and nail as hard as you can to get to that – that 10 minute time cap. And if you don't make it, you're still successful
1: because you're on the floor. Like, right. Feeling you try like shit. Try, like, I think that there's uh, a, a, uh, a, a, uh, and, oh, and then the other thing too is like, if you, so you extend that. So if it was originally a 10 minute time cap or whatever, and then you extend it to 15, how long is it before people are like, can you extend this time cap to 20? And then, like, I don't want right, to run right, that hard right, on right. the run. And then where does it stop? You know what I mean? Like, and then I think the other thing is like, uh, it kind of goes as counterintuitive to what I was just talking about, but I feel like there's a um, misconception about failure in society right now. You know what I mean? Like, failure is like this the end-all, be-all, like, you know, this this thing where, like, oh, I can, I can never fail. I can never fail. You know what I mean? And I think that that is one of those things where, no, you should be failing all the time. If you're not failing more times than you succeed, you're not trying to do enough stuff. You know what I mean? Or you're not trying hard enough things. You're just right. living in your... Comfort zone, <laughs> right? Exactly. So, I, I I just, I don't know. I, I'm like, and I feel like that way about injuries. You know what I mean, that kind of goes back to the, what we were talking about is like set this really lofty goal, you know what I mean? Set like being a world champion, set going to the games as a goal, set, you know, and if you never make it, you never made it. But guess what? You died fucking trying, you know what I mean? My I'm telling you, like, that's why I, that's my favorite quote in the entire world is I'm leaving this world the same way I came in kicking and screaming with someone else's blood on me. Because I'm, I'm literally, I'll fight to the bitter fucking end to just to, to get the things that I'm focused on done. You know what I mean? Like, that's my passion. That's what I'm going to go for. You know what, yeah. what I
2: mean? I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to tell it, like, have anybody be, be like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go to the game, so I'm just not going to really try any, any harder uh, than, than just, like, being, like, the lowest level of, of, of CrossFit. But it, it's one of those things where just, like, being realistic. I mean, like, yeah, you go hard every time. Like, you should be going hard every time, but don't push yourself to the point where like you're gonna seriously fuck yourself up, like badly, trying to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're if you're a dude and you're 110 pounds with knock knees and a club foot, um, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, you there, there's chances there's chances you you might not make it to the games. Um. So, I mean, like, do what you can within your realm and push hard, push past push past your realm a little bit, but also be realistic with your goals. So, do
1: you, I, I guess a better thing would be maybe set a realistic short-term goal and then have a really lofty long-term goal. Yeah. Would that make oh, sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean? absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I tend to be a little more extreme than the average, but I don't know. I just, like... I would rather die, like, trying something that I was really passionate about than, like, go just kind of gently into the night. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I don't know.
2: Fail, fail, and fucking fail again. I mean, but I do
0: like what you said about failure. It's like especially with social media and everything and everybody being able to see you and you can't just hide things, people making a mistake, they act like it's like the biggest thing. Like the other day I posted something on Instagram and spelled Rome wrong. (laughs) I put Rome like the verb and not Rome like the place. And I said for the glory of Rome. So that was kind of embarrassing. Somebody called me out on it and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to leave it up because mistakes happen and I'm real and that kind of shit happens. And I'm okay with, with failing, especially For the longest time I was afraid of, like pre-Navy, I was afraid of failing or like trying really hard and then failing. So I was like, if I want to put this effort, I want to win or be successful. So I'm only going to aim for things that I know if I try hard or don't have to try that hard, I can still win and then I'll feel good and I'll get the cupcake or whatever. But now... Uh, When I was in Buds, it was literally you failed every day. Nothing was fast enough. Nothing was strong enough. You didn't do anything right. And at first you're like, this is so demoralizing. But then when you start applying that to other things, like I went in there and I rolled with uh, Derek. Obviously, I wasn't going to win. I have no rolling experience before that. And I tried as hard as I could and he still just destroyed me. But in the end, I was still smiling and I liked it because I was still learning and I knew that there was a level that I could get to, you know? So it's like, and I go in there every day knowing that you're going to choke me out, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's that like weird thing of like, I'm purposefully failing against you as much as I possibly can to get better. And some people are like, oh, I don't want to get beat because I can't
1: handle that or whatever. Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit, but I I attribute me getting... (laughs) Those are the kids that got participation awards. Right. (laughs) but i i attribute me getting good at at uh, jujitsu, like and it's one of the things where i try to recreate it in crossfit because it was successful in jiu jitsu and i mean it, it i think it's working a little bit but um it was like one was like we were talking about i trained all the time sick hurt injured when there was people doing fun stuff, you know, I was like, no, fuck this, I'm going to train. You know, I'm not going to drink all this beer and sit on the porch and go to the beach or whatever, I'm going to train. That was number one. Number two was taking private lessons, was, like, getting one-on-one to, like, really focus on my technical deficiencies and and having all the focus on me and polishing my game. The last one was getting the shit kicked out of me on a regular basis, like, rolling with the best people that I could possibly find and just going hard and having them beat me up. Because then, again, it's like you figure out what's really working and what's really not. And then you also can find that level be like, oh, this is possible and things like that. And then you can learn by what they're doing that will work on other people. So, yeah, I mean, I think failure is one of the best teachers for sure. There's a quote in jiu-jitsu. Where it's, I think it's, it's kind of getting cheesy because it's so played out and everyone says it all the time. But in jiu-jitsu, you don't win or lose. You win or you learn. There's no losing, yeah. Which I think is a loss on a lot of people. You know what I mean? Just because you failed, didn't meet the time cap or whatever, doesn't mean that you that wasn't successful. You're in there more, like than most people. You know what I mean? Like just getting in there is half the battle. Walking to that door.
2: Yeah, I mean have have the, uh, I guess have the humility to accept failure learn from it and move on. All right. I mean, and, and that's, that's essentially what what that quote about. It's just like, it's like, if you're not learning from it, then, then, then make, it, it's make, lo- it, it's make it productive. On, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: cauliflower yeah. ear. What's the deal with it? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that Brazilian, uh, jujitsu versus the world. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There are some messed up ears and I'm kind of like, well, this guy is like a black belt and his ears are fine. And then like some other guy will come on and he doesn't have ears anymore. He just has like marshmallows in the
1: shape of ears. What's the deal? So cauliflower is pretty much just a bruise that happens to your ear and it fills up with pus pretty much. And then the pus calcifies and turns into cartilage. So what's happening to this cauliflower ear is you're getting a contusion or a bruise and it's filling up with fluid. And then I'm not doing anything about it, and it's just getting hard. So why don't you have it really bad, but other people do? So I've drained both my ears a number of times. So how you get rid of cauliflower ear is you stick a hypodermic needle in your ear and suck out all of that pus. And it just looks like bloody water. Mm-hmm. And then you, so the right thing to do is go to a doctor and have them put a little (laughs) stitch through your ear so it closes that contusion up so it doesn't blow back up. But what I do is just stick some tape on it and continue to roll. (laughs) (laughs) So are you saying it's inevitable? Like you're going to get... Some people don't ever get it for whatever reason. It depends. Like a lot of it is on your game. Like I lead with my head a lot. But I actually tend to lead with my forehead more than my ear. So... uh. But it, I mean, I know some black belts like that don't have it at all, and some white belts that like, get it real bad. You know what I mean? I haven't been training that long. Um, so the thing with my ears now is they're not really deformed. I mean, they are. They're not. They don't look like everybody else's ears, but they're not big and thick. But they're super hard. Like I can't bend my ears in half. Oh. Like they just stand straight up, and like won't <laughs> like when I get a haircut, the the barber like. I don't, know what, I don't know what to do with your, your <laughs> ear here. It won't fold down. Um, yeah, so it's kind of ine- inevitable. you know. I think everyone in their jiu-jitsu career gets it at least once if you train long enough. Um, it sucks real bad. It hurts. It, like You can't even put your head on a pillow. Talking on the phone is terrible.
2: I guess I can't do jiu-jitsu. Of course not. It'll ruin yeah. my modeling career. True. Right.
1: <laughs> what about
0: street fights? You've been doing jiu-jitsu for like eight plus years. Have you been in any street fights since you've been doing jujitsu? No. No Having fights?
1: No fights since I started jiu And I think that's all attributed to the fact that when people want to fight and you say sure, they don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> that, that has happened to me a couple of times actually where people like, they say something stupid like, you want to go outside? And I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> and they're like, wait a second. Right. That's not the reaction I was trying to get out of you. Not to mention I feel like, um, it takes, especially with jujitsu now, it takes a whole lot for me to get fired up at somebody. Like I, like you'd physically have to put your hands on me before I would like freak out on you and make you pay for it. Yeah. So like before I get to that point, I'm just like, <sighs> all right, I <laughs> guess we're, we're having this conversation. You know what I mean? But and I also think like people that who are interested in doing that type of thing, it's kind of like a dog. They can... F- they can sense the fear on you. You know what I mean? So if you're stuttering and you're kind of trembling and you're starting to sweat, you know, that, they're like, oh, like, I got this guy. I can, you know, mm-hmm. I can fuck with him a little bit. But if they start to like, get all posture and start peacocking or whatever and I'm just like, very calm still. Right. I'm like, All right. Like, been here a million times before. Like, yeah. Whatever. They tend to not, you know, they, they, they start second guessing what's going on. Not to mention, you can drop like a couple lines on them that like, if you say it with confidence, well just kind of diffuses the whole situation you know and I mean, like one of the best ones that I've stolen over the years when someone gets all amped up, you can say, "I know your emotions right now are telling you you know how to fight, but I'm about to prove otherwise, <laughs> 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 and that usually they they like it's enough long enough where they have to stop and think about it that it, <laughs> like you know what I mean they're like <laughs> uh, all right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so with with a uh, crossfit it has like certain injuries like knees, hips, shoulders, all that stuff. Um and and it's uh whether it be doing something stupid or moving uh moving without technique, what kind of uh what kind of injuries can you find in jiu-jitsu? Or, like typical injuries.
1: Uh so I think you're not gonna want to hear this really at all, to be honest with you. But back and neck injuries are huge in jiu-jitsu. Only because it's not the the um that's kind of like what my issue is right now. It's not the um like the sudden like you're running and you plant wrong and you blow your knee out or something like that. It's the constant grinding away at something. You know what I mean? Like I for me personally, until we I started doing CrossFit. And kind of having these conversations, I didn't know, wasn't aware that over time my body had started to adapt to these movements that I was doing all the time. Because it's it's such a slow process, you know? Like, you know, I do jujitsu two hours a day, six days a week. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's like I can pinpoint this one sudden incident where I was like, oh, I was jogging down the road and stepped in a pothole and blew my knee out. Or I was, you know, lifting this weight and threw my back out. It's this one thing where like... Oh, I've been grinding away at this for nine years. This is the result of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a, the conversation that, like, um, I mean, kind of the moral. Like, if someone like when so my guys when we do jujitsu, like one of the things I've been preaching now is like take care of your body. You know, what I mean, if you feel like you're doing and you are doing something really good at jujitsu, you know, coming to jujitsu and being active, you're moving around and and all that, and you know you're doing more than the majority of the population, you know? Um, but at the same time, you can't ignore the fact that you are using your body and you need to take care of it. You know what I mean? So like I preached to my guys, like go, it sounds fucking ridiculous. It's one of those things until I started getting them. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, But go get a deep tissue massage, loosen up those muscles, you know, and and let someone get in there and and work those out, you know. Go to the chiropractor, get readjusted, you know, and things like that. Do the, you know, uh, uh, an ounce of prevention is way better than ten pounds of cure, you know what I mean? And that's that's how I'm kind of preaching to my guys now, you know, is, you know, you're using your body, take care of it, you know. And I think that's one thing that I didn't do. I was like so same thing we talked about. I was so singularly focused on getting good at jujitsu. I was like why would I go to the chiropractor when I can just go to jujitsu? You know what I mean? And now it's like I'm like, you know, really take care of your body. Get in there and, 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 you know, look at those things. I couldn't
2: agree more because not only are you, is your uh, massage therapist or massage terrorist, as my (laughs) chiropractor likes to say it, um, not only are they finding um, are are they are they like working you and 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 getting you into better shape but they 're also digging in then they 're finding stuff All right i mean like how were you supposed to know that you had this this imbalance in your back until the uh, our uh, we we share the same um same massage therapist uh, how how were you to know that you had this imbalance until she got into you and we were like dude you're your right side's way more developed than, than, than right. your left. Right. I mean, like she was she was digging in my hips and and found on on, on my right side. I was I, I was really tight. I was really tight in my 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 quads, and I was like, oh well. I mean, like that. Like I, I apparently I'm like using my right quad a little bit more. And she digs into my left hip and she's like, oh, you're way looser over here. And then gets into this spot where I'm like, holy shit. Right. that hurts right. that hurts and it was like well that explains why your right side is way tighter than your left side because you've got this um you just you're all bunged up on your left side because so, of your shoulder, <laughs> kidding, <'cause> my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so um i have this serious imbalance so i'm i'm using my right leg way more than my left leg than when i'm squatting so not only are they helping you heal, but they're also, uh, like showing you what's wrong with your body. And More coffee has arrived. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Derek's sitting up straight now, like, mm.
2: um, so that that's awesome that you're recommending that to uh, all your guys. Yeah, because that's huge. I mean, I, I think it really I is mean, huge.
1: If you're gonna go hard, you need to, you know. To cover too, right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And get a good get a good massage therapist too. I mean don't don't go to some place that's like lighted candles and hot stones and you're just getting lubed up.
0: If you're falling asleep during your massage or like feeling really relaxed, you're
1: probably not getting the yeah. right one. Funny, about funny. Well well funny <laughs> performance story. Performance wise. <laughs> well, well not I mean our massage therapist gets mad because I fall asleep during her massage. That's <laughs> <laughs> because you're
0: inhuman. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Oh, yeah my really. She yeah. My pain tolerance is pretty high. Like uh she was working on my hamstrings on Thursday, and I pulled an Elliot and woke myself up snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Just <a little> yeah. <laughs> 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 she was like. Were you sleeping? I was like, oh yeah. (laughs)
0: No, I just drool out of my mouth every once in a while, just to keep everything. Yeah, you got you guys have a maid. I
2: mean, she's she's literally like there's there's been times she's standing on my coffee table with an elbow in my back and (sighs) just just grinding away, grinding away at uh, at knots in my back and it's it's awful. It's like some of the worst pain. Uh, like i I mean like last time last time she uh she worked on I me mean, like I actually shouted the the time she got into my hips like I shouted in pain <laughs> never done that before <laughs> like i I have a high t- pain tolerance as well and and I literally shouted in pain, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, she tapped rough. me
0: out on my uh, she was doing a forearm massage and it was like real tough, and I started like sweating and I was trying to do my breathing exercises and I was like I can handle this i can, and then I tapped out I was like i can't I can't do that anymore'm <laughs> let's go to the
1: other side or something I just i could I I, n- I never ever stop her. I'm like, just fucking do it. Like, I'll fucking <laughs> just bite my fucking tongue and, and just get. Into I was that. doing that. It didn't work. Oh, I, f- I, no way, man. I'm fucking, I'll, <laughs> I pa- I'll pay so for that hard. pain. <laughs> just...
0: oh, thanks for making me feel like a little bitch again. I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the best, the best part is she can inflict some serious pain on you, but she's probably weighs about like 115, 120. Maybe, pounds. yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs>
1: Those so sharp little elbows. That's what know. it is. It's not fucking the weight behind it. It's like a stabbing fucking pain. <laughs> Death grip hands just oh, that, crushing bones. The
2: best is, is is apparently I clench my jaw a lot. Oh, she uh, does to me too. I don't grind my teeth or anything like that, but I'm definitely clenching. Um I, Apparently, like I'm a very terse person. Um, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I'm> terse. <laughs> but did she did she do like the your the size of your temples down into your jaw? Yes. God, it's hor- it's like getting your face into a vice clamp. Yeah.
1: It's not fun. There it is. Coffee. 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 Thank you, sir. Thank you. So I've become fascinating fascinated with something new. Oh, you're fascinating. I am fascinating. You are fascinating. Dark dark and, and fabulous. <laughs> the darkness. <laughs> So, I'm, I'm a sh- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. We're going to kill the vibe, man. We're going to kill the vibe. <laughs> poor dude sitting around in the bar and you're talking like that.
2: So, you're saying... I'll make some more of that. Fascinated
1: by... So, uh, as you all know, I'm a huge Instagram user. And I go down the... Instagram rabbit hole on the daily, and I have a couple favorite Instagram pages. I'm gonna I'm gonna list my favorite Instagram pages, and then this last one is gonna go to the story. All right. So the first, my first favorite Instagram page is Hoods versus Woods. You need to check it out.
2: Hoods versus Woods. What's that about?
1: So you know Pete's instructor Jared. Yeah. You don't know him, but you know of him, Jared Wiener. And his brother do this Instagram page where they're just like pictures of either in the hood or in, or the, in wood. the woods, <laughs> and they're, but they're really artsy. I'll show you it. My mind just exploded. So that's one. I really, I really like that one. The next one is, uh, do Shh. you know who Fo- Foster Huntington is? No. Uh, so he lives in a fucking treehouse in Oregon. It's pretty awesome. Is his name Foster? And yes. Does he hunt? No, his last oh. name is Huntington. But his his Instagram page is Foster Hunting. So check out that. And he's got a he poured a skateboard bowl underneath his treehouse in the middle of the woods in Oregon. So it's pretty awesome. This is a Hoods versus Woods.
2: That's that's actually really good photography. All with
1: an iPhone. That's great. Um so Foster Hunting is my next one. The next one after that is called Desks to Glory where this husband and wife bought a Toyota pickup truck and they drove from Oregon to the tip of South uh, South America and back in a Toyota pickup truck. It's pretty awesome. And the last one that is my favorite Instagram page is Hockey Fights.
2: <laughs> I, I knew this was going there for a while.
1: <laughs> hockey, fights, hockey Fights is the greatest Instagram page on Instagram. It's so awesome. But it sucked me into this rabbit hole where I started watching documentaries on Hockey Fights and like YouTube videos of Hockey Fights. And I watched this one called The Last Gladiator or Last Gladiators. But it's the story of Chris Nyland was from massachusetts who played for the montreal canadians and if you are from massachusetts you know that that is a big no-no to play for the canadians because the bruins and the canadians have like it's like the palestinians and israelis that's how much they hate each other uh but it goes to this whole thing and it's interesting to me and it kind of goes along with the injury talk is all these guys that are enforcers in hockey seems like they're so reluctant to fight but that's what they're known for. You know what I mean? Like they're like, I didn't want to fight this guy, and but the team was counting on me, or he came up to me and was like, Hey, we're gonna do this, and like they make this gentleman's agreement and they fight or whatever. But all seems like all they want to do is be just really good hockey players and not have to rely on their fighting ability to be on the <laughs> hockey team, you know what I mean? <laughs> but this guy Chris Nylon, he fought he fights like and he actually ends up like because everyone likes him so much ends up being a pretty good hockey player like the coach takes extra time to teach him how to skate really well and he ends up being able a really good puck handling and he can shoot and whatever but he gets in so many fights over his career that he like breaks his hands and he hurts his shoulders and after the nhl and gets on all these pain meds and then he ends up getting addicted to drugs and now he lives in a fucking barn next to someone's house in rhode island with no heat and all this stuff like this is like you like, went from playing in the nhl to like the lowest of the low you know what i mean <laughs> And but they're just so like it's fascinating how like what they're known for they do so reluctantly with such dire consequences, you know what I mean? Like it, I've gone down the spiral of like you know, between Terry O'Reilly from the Bruins, like where he was so into it that he went into the stands and beat someone with a shoe, <laughs> you know what I mean? To like Ty Domi, who like that guy. F- was heckling him and fell into the fucking penalty box after he got into a fight. And then he beat that guy up. Like just like, but that seems like none of these guys want to be doing that. You know what I mean? Like they just do what they need to do to stay on the team. It's crazy.
2: He's an ass kicker with a heart of gold. Right. Um, it's funny that you're bringing this up cause I was just, um, I was hanging out with my, my buddy down in uh, New Orleans and, uh, they have no there there there's no hockey right down there they don't they they could give two shits about hockey whereas up here it's like hockey is everything um but uh he this we we're blowing this bartender's mind because he was talking about this one game i don't remember what it is I, like i'm not i'm not a huge hockey fan i wasn't I
1: either until like i started fucking watching <laughs> hockey fights <laughs> and <laughs> now you like i get like, to watch people punch there, each right. other in the there face there's
2: one game in particular that i think it was like like First second of the game. First second of the game, fight. Right. And, like, like fight goes, and like, quells, and, and uh, they they all go back to the line. Second of the game, fight. Yeah. There was four fights within four seconds of the of the beginning of the game. Right. Um, like, I wish we could have, like, somebody call in and be like, oh, my God, I know that. Like, I know that game. But that literally happened at a Boston Bruins game where it was just, like, four right. seconds, four fights. Right. Awesome. I think
1: the greatest thing too is like when there's like a, a bench clearing brawl like everyone gets out on the ice and then the two goalies are standing at the end of the, the <laughs> ice and they look at each other and they're like you want to fight? And they're like all right yeah let's do this. They skate out to the middle and like two, two goalies beat the shit out of each other. I'm like Jesus Christ. Heavily like, padded. Right.
0: Yeah. it's fucking hilarious. Like I mean how bad could a punch feel when you're getting like 100 mile
1: an hour <laughs> pucks shot at you you know what I mean? Right. It's true. I don't know wow. and it's like I'm sorry i've gone like I said I'm gone down this rabbit hole, but I've read articles like um of people giving like technical tips how to fight on ice skates and how to win in a hockey fight like there's all <laughs> these like you know you gotta hold with your left with your other like this. I'm like, Reach deep into his pad. <laughs> oh, right. Right. You know, spin if you spin the helmet on his face just right, the buckle will come undone and his helmet will fall off. <laughs> like like just shit like that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, but it's so funny that's like it's a it's like a subculture within hockey is hockey fights that no one wants to be in, but they actively like participate in it no matter what. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like they're forced to do it. You know what I mean? Because everyone's expecting you. You know what I mean? It's like you've yeah. seen the
2: movie Goon, right? Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite. Um, like, I, I'm not even a huge hockey fan. I love that movie. Oh,
1: well, like Slapshot might be one of the fucking greatest movies ever. <laughs> and it's the same thing. But I'm like, it's not like that at all. You know what I mean?
0: I have to watch that again. That was on the list to watch with my boys. Slapshot boy took off. Yeah.
1: We didn't see that. No, it's, that's a fucking great movie. It is a great movie. The old Hanson brothers. Boom. Uh, but yeah, it's like you watch like same thing. You watch slap shots and you're like, Oh yeah. Hockey fights. everybody's fucking awesome. Whatever. And then you interviewed guys like Mart Oh, well, Marty McSorley. fucking fucking oh, went to jail for a hockey fight. Cause he slapped that guy in the face with a stick. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but you talked like Marty McSorley. Um, I figured what his last, his first name is, but uh twist. He played for the St. Louis blues. Uh, Terry O'Reilly, you know,
2: but there's still there's still this
1: Then none of them want to do it. None of them. They're like, I don't want to be the enforcer anymore. I do not want to do this. But everyone's like expecting them to do it. But am am,
2: am I right? But they're they're still there. I mean, even though they're fighting, they're still a code right I mean, I mean it was like you don't pick up a stick and start like slashing each well, other. well no that was head. that like, was
1: like the big deal about marty mcsorley when he fucking hit that guy because the guy was skating away not looking at him and he fucking hit him with a stick and fucking knocked him out and like that's a big no-no but i i remember i figure who it was uh but one guy like he went to go grab the guy with his left hand and the guy moved just enough that it pulled his shoulder out of the socket so he dislocated his shoulder before the fight even started and he was like oh fuck and the guy was like what happened he's like my shoulder dislocated and they were like all right fight's over you know what, <laughs> what i mean like any other time someone dislocated a shoulder i'd be like yes, yes <laughs> you only have one arm now i'm punch you really hard but do, yeah do they still do the shirt over the head yeah oh i think it's like i'm not sure like we could look into the the, the ethics of you want to look pictures of it the film, right? yeah the code. I guess there is a code. Put it in different places yeah. See people's faces. That's his dad. But um, that's his coach. That's Chris Nyland. Like, look at the scar tissue on his forehead. <laughs> I'm getting fucking punched so many <laughs> times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just been punched in the forehead. But like, do you have Instagram on this thing? I'll set it up for you. you ah, uh, but like. You watch like I can I'll show you some on my phone. Well, what just,
2: just as a because I'm a little bit of a practical joker, like one of my favorite things to do with people with hoods on is just grab their hood and pull it over their head you and just yell that. hockey fight.
0: <laughs> you should do that to Derek. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'd lose. I have, oh, yeah, that's a t- really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's Uh, The epitome of that thing where you're like, I think this is a good idea and it'll probably work. And then, (laughs) like, (laughs) I'm rolling with Derek. I'm like, all right, I know what I'm going to do. Because, you know, you watch some YouTube videos of like jujitsu and they're like, explain to you just. Watch a couple of YouTube videos. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, <laughs> you just got to like... Now. You're all set. So I was like, maybe I can like surprise him with something, right? right. So the I'm YouTube like, you know, and I, I was like thinking about it and, you know, doing my thing. And I was like, all right, well, I know I'm strong and, and fast enough to maybe pull this off and you right. think about it. And then, <laughs> and then you go for like the one thing and it just not even close. And you're just upside down being choked by your own kidney somehow. Well, Dude's a fucking encyclopedia. Yeah. number one. Yeah. But number two... You have to think that way, though. You got to go in and go, here we go. You can't be like, every time I move, he's going to kill me because he won't yeah. do anything, right? Yeah. Like, secretly, I'm trying to, like, actually beat him eventually, but, you know. yeah. Everyone is. And he's like, that's never going to happen. And I'm no, like, don't but listen. it might. Don't listen to that shit. Well, he says it's never going to happen, but I'm still like, but yeah, it might. That's It right.
1: might. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> what? fights. What are you throwing him a picture of? Hockey fights? Of Zidane of, O'Chara, of who might be the biggest guy in the NHL just beating the shit out of people.
0: If you have, like, fear of missing out, we're just watching two guys hold each other by the collar Punching each other in the face going around in circles <laughs> so yeah I, just I, look I, it up whenever you have a chance yeah, so,
1: if, if so you're listening to
2: out- this pause the podcast for two seconds go on a hockey fights on instagram check it out a little bit and come back to it and you'll, you'll see exactly what <laughs> yeah we're talking you'll, about. you'll gain some
0: appreciation <laughs> that's awesome just up against the boards just <laughs> everything punching the helmet <clears throat> it's whatever.
1: And then it goes down, the referees like, oh, can't go to the ice. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, I'll do this. Not, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: and then I guess all the jujitsu guys are like, oh, come on, that's when it was gonna get good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, another one of our like have you ever heard uh Mike V's hockey story? No. Do you know that Mike V played professional hockey? Really? Yeah. He did? Yeah. Like, late in his life, too. Like, uh, I don't know why. I don't know if he... he That's one guy I would not want to be on the other side of a punch. Oh, I fucking love that guy. Like, Like, I want to attack life the way... Well, so... Before I... I mean, at one time... Yeah. At one time, like, for a long time, I was like, I want to do everything the way Mike V does it. Like, he just goes hard all the time. He's super intense, whatever. Listen to his podcast. I don't even know if he does it anymore, but he's got, like probably six or seven podcasts up if you just look up the mike v podcast the guy is a tortured soul for some reason like seems like he like he's got demons you know what i mean like and i mean i i don't i've never talked to the guy guy is awesome whatever like and and i don't know but like he tells all these stories on his podcast where you're like oh like and at, and at the end of it, he, like, wraps it up and it becomes, like, you know, there's a moral to the story and, like, here's, like, how I became better for it because of this story or whatever. But he's gone through some, definitely some trials and tribulations over his life. But late in his life, he, he'd always been a hockey fan. He picked up playing, like, hockey in, like, a club league or whatever and then tried out for the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, like, their farm team and made the team. And, like... He talks about it in his podcast about how, in retrospect, it was probably, like, a publicity stunt for the farm team to have, like, a celebrity be playing on their team or whatever. Yeah. And, like, he wasn't getting any shifts or whatever, like, for the first game. like And then in the third period, they're like, all right, Mike, you're going on the ice. And he goes on the ice. And then the enforcer from the other team is like, you know we're fighting, right? And he's like, I don't want to fight. Like, same thing. He's like, they're the reluctant enforcer. Yeah. Well, I
2: remember you saw his video, right? Like his his skate video. Yeah. Actually, no, it was uh, Mike V's best fight or yeah. best fights. Yeah. Where he, st- he basically was just like, I don't want to. I don't want to fight at all. Right. I, hate, I hate the fact right. that I'm known as a Mike won't play
1: hockey. <laughs> Mike, Mike Mike V's greatest hits is the name and of oh, the that video. What yeah. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. He's like,
2: I don't want to fight. Yeah. I just want to skate.
1: He beats up security guards all the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he fights this guy and he falls down on the ice and they break it up, whatever he goes back to the penalty box and he's talking about how he goes to wipe some snow off his pants and his arm won't work and it's because when he fell he broke his arm first, like, so his first game first shift on the ice he fights some guy falls down breaks his arm hockey career over wow yeah but same thing Like he was so reluctant about doing it he's like I don't, I don't want to be an enforcer I want to play hockey like hockey is the thing that, like, I want to skate and shoot and puck handle and you know all that stuff he's like I don't want to just be on this team to fight yeah and I think that that's like, that's one of those, like, it's such a, I'm fascinated by this subculture. You know what I mean?
2: Well, I mean, I, I think anybody that really goes out and like, and, and goes out to bars and, and it was like, man, I want to fight. I want, you're a douche. I mean, <laughs> simply put, you are a douche. Right. Um, I mean, not, if, if you're like constantly looking for a fight, like, you got some inner demons. You, you got, you're trying to like prove points. Yeah. Um, whereas, I mean, you, or there's something wrong with your with your life that you got to go out and do that, right? Um, but I mean, the guys that were like, "All right, we're gonna fight. Let's fight." Um, like you said, reluctant. All right. Um, same thing that goes with a lot of. There's a lot of soldiers out there. Like, I mean, I, I love like what Tim Kennedy said about. Uh, he's just like, I don't, I don't want to go and 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 kill people, but I don't like it that. Like these people are out there, right? And, and like somebody's got to do this job, and just happen to be good at it. So
1: you see that um, that thing about how the FBI was investigating threats on his life.
0: Yeah, I um, saw something about did, that. You did you see, see that? Said, Bring it. Yeah, and he was like, "Here's my address. Come find me. <laughs> like, like this is where I am." <laughs>
1: That's awesome. That's he, a whole other level of badass. He just got deployed again. You know that.
2: No, did
1: not. Professional no. UFC fighter, like famous, been in a bunch of movies. Like he's coming is out in that going to be in that movie. Is Professional it? ballerina. Right. Rank, Didn't leave out that. Right. Range <laughs> Range 18 or whatever, like got a big movie coming out. Like he's like number 6 middleweight in the UFC right now just got deployed. And he's like when I come back, I want to fight the best guy in the world. guy's <laughs> <laughs> got no fear. It's Crazy. Pretty badass. Yeah.
2: So, um, back to dealing with uh, injuries, injury prevention, um, coming to injuries, coming off of injuries. um, Just, I I guess, uh, wrapping things up. um, A, be smart. I mean, be smart about what you're doing all the time. I mean, make sure that you're doing things technically uh, proficient um don't just like pick up heavy weight and and do things don't just get on a mat and like throw yourself around you wanna add to that
1: uh yeah I mean I think doing just doing your homework about who you 're training with too you know what i mean? and and, and I mean just kind of echo be that be smart about what you're doing there's so much information out there you can kinda get lost in a sea of you know like or get inundated with info on how to do things, you know. I think we often, uh, you know, you got to do what's right for you. You know, CrossFit isn't right for everybody. Jiu-Jitsu isn't right for everybody. You know, you might, but just getting out there and using your body is, is really important, but you need to do it the way, you know, you see fit. You know, on the last podcast, you know, uh talked about racquetball and how, like, whatever. But, I mean, like I said, it's good that those guys are in there getting some exercise, you know, and, and if that's what they feel is right for them, then, you know, keep on doing it. Um, you know, some people are into yoga. You know, if yoga is your speed, you know, keep on doing it. Just stay out there and keep moving and and be smart about it and, and seek the... uh you know, the highest level, you know, always be looking for the highest level. You might not, I mean, and that's the beauty Other other things, the beauty of the internet is that the highest level is becoming more and more accessible. You know what I mean? You can find free things on the internet from people who are leading in their field that, you know, you might not, it might not be everything you're looking for, but it will point you in the right direction. You can, you know, that can stem your research, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, when you, when you're, there the internet really is like this huge, huge, vast uh information source where I mean you can go into places like Mobility Wad, um right. uh, gold medal bodies, uh all kinds of different uh avenues you can research like um dealing with dealing with your injuries and dealing with um moving well and moving moving uh the way you're supposed to. Um but I don't remember where I was going with this, but basically, <laughs> uh, be smart. That's, that's, that's plain and simple, is be smart. Something hurts, stop doing it. I mean, get, get some medical advice. Make sure that you're, you're doing things intelligently.
0: I'm sorry, I don't mean to get involved, but, well, then when do you stop
1: doing it? When do you stop doing it? When do you keep doing it? Is a better do you question. It? What See, I have so I have such mixed emotions about this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like at some point, like, like for the lack of better terms, you got to stop being a <laughs> pussy. You know what I mean? Like at some point.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well, because there's people that there's people that I, complain I think about injuries
1: lo- and being
0: hurt. If you're complaining about being or being sore or being hurt, stop complaining about that. Like if I'm if something's hurting on me, I might mention like, oh, this is pretty sore or whatever. But if I'm actually injured, I'll be like, my knee is injured. And then that like, that's it. Like, I just can't do that. But then there's people be like, oh, my knees hurt or this is hurt. And then they'll like keep doing stuff that's like hurting their knee more. And it's like, I thought your knee was injured. Like if it's injured, don't don't do it. If it's hurt, if it's just sore, Keep go, then go. Lift the weight. Like, yeah. Is it is it like a bruise? Is it a little bit of overuse, or is it actually torn or or whatever like that?
1: Like I said, I'm so bad at that as a coach. Is like de- determining. That severity of someone's discomfort. How much of
2: it is a real injury, and how much of it is bullshit? Yeah, I
1: man. All I, you want to say is toughen up, Buttercup. Like right. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, uh, a lot.
2: Of, like sometimes drink some
1: can... water, take some motion, change your socks. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, get this, get this over with.
2: Um, a lot. I mean, sometimes you can get into the to the area of somebody saying like, "Oh, this really hurts. My wrist really hurts." Like, like doing it was like, "Well, what what were you doing?" Like, "Well, I was doing this." I was like, "Well, show me how you how you were getting into that position." It was like, "Well, you're." Moving correctly, like you're that's why that hurts. That's why your wrist hurts because, like, you have a bar up over your head and you're and your and your joint is stacked, of course, it's gonna hurt. Like, get that, get your hand like placed back, uh, so that your wrist isn't completely locked out. That's 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 why the overhead weight work hurts. I mean, like, getting getting into, I, I guess, getting into analyzing it a little bit uh, when somebody says something hurts. Um, yeah, we're not doctors, but we can do our, our, our best effort to, uh, try to say like, like, well, you're moving incorrectly, but if something legitimately hurts, you like, yeah, go see, a, go see a doctor. Um, that's why I, I say, never made, that's why <laughs> I say be smart. I mean, if it's really, really bad, maybe you should get some, I never clicks. made
0: great gains. Um, until I started like just pushing through pain right. and just dealing with Dealing oh, with for sure. injuries yeah. and everything like that. Like when I stayed in my comfort zone when I was exercising and lifting, I made gains. You can get better. But when I really started to get to a higher level, it was I started ignoring things. But you can only ignore things to a certain point, obviously. But,
1: yeah, you need to toughen up, buttercup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I we, we could talk about this for hours. And there's no, I feel like there's no uh, – like we won't get anywhere with it. You know what I mean? Like I don't know – I have not a clue what the fucking answer is. But this is what doctors go through every day because they see
0: hundreds of people every day like, this hurts, and you're like, and you don't know them. This is like your first 10-minute conversation. You're like, do I just give them pain meds? Like, what are they trying to get for me? Are they right. just trying to get drugs? Like, <laughs> Right. But
1: I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, just fucking show up and get like, I don't know. I don't know. It's,
2: no i i i see what you're wrestling with yeah um i guess i'm being like a little little bit of a bigger voice of reason where it's just like if you if you pay attention to your body oh nothing. believe me no, i nothing.
1: i am not the voice of reason you want to be listening to <laughs> 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 I'm, shut
2: I'm, the hell up and keep doing keep going is, well is, is, uh, and is that's the other at. thing too
1: is like um so we so we talked about this a little bit um on this podcast already um with the cauliflower thing and you know uh our friend Pete that was on the podcast in this video, but in that Jiu-Jitsu vs. the World video, I don't know how much you watched it, but did you see that guy, John Danaher? The bald guy. Like, was his ears, like, really, really puffy? I don't know if he's got uh, a <laughs>
0: real cauliflower no. ear. But I stopped, like, there was a guy that just had, he didn't even have ears, he just had like sausage patties on the side of his head. I don't,
1: I don't know if John Danaher has cauliflower ear much, um, but he, so... Can get into his backstory or whatever, but he never he's probably one of the most famous jujitsu coaches in the world, like the most sought after. He's probably one of the best jujitsu coaches in the world. The guys unbelievable. Um, you know, he he's a he's a real jujitsu scientist, but he's he's one of those people like I'm really astounded by the fact that he has never competed in jujitsu in his whole life. But he's still yet one of the most famous jujitsu instructors in the world. But the reason he's never competed is because when he was born, he's got a deformed knee. Like, not to the point where you look at it, because I've trained with him and that it's not that big of a deal. Like, you don't look like, oh my God, you got a fucked up knee. You're like, there's just something inside where it doesn't work right. And over the years, because he's favored his knee, he has a really bad hip and he just got hip surgery. And like, they were like, oh, you're going to be off the mat for like, eight months or whatever it is and like three weeks later he was back like training or whatever but if that guy hadn't dealt with knee pain and like what was going on with his knee and 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 then eventually the hip pain the world would be without one of the greatest jiu-jitsu instructors in the entire world you know what i mean and he's not and it's not like he he didn't compete you know what i mean so like we talk about like oh yeah you'll never make it to the games or you'll never be a world champion or you'll never make it to the Olympics or you'll never do this professionally or whatever. But you might be the greatest coach on the face of the fucking planet or, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's uh, like, it's one of the, I don't I get so I, flabbergasted. I, like you need to like, try, try to take it as far as you can because you never know what the might possibilities might be. I think, you know I, mean? I
2: think, I think I've got like a good uh, summation of like, what if is that a word? Summation. Oh, yeah. absolutely. A word. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Someone went to college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, of this entire conversation, um, which is we've got three sides to, to, to one story, which is one is like, don't give up. Don't give up too early. Sometimes you just got to push through because without pushing a little bit harder, without like going beyond that envelope, like you're there, there's no greatness. You're never going to achieve greatness without. Pushing a little bit harder and and pushing better than the next guy. I mean, without like taking those extra steps. Um, and from Elliot's side, it, it's it's like yeah, you sometimes you have to suck it up and do it. I mean, you you truly have to keep on moving through a, a little bit of discomfort. And then it comes around to me where like I was pushing You're being through, a goddamn
1: pussy, Scott. I was,
2: <laughs> I was pushing through pain. And I came out on the other side with like, well, if I wasn't trying to push through pain, right, I would still I would be in a much better shape than I am now. I mean, like I like I think it was it was it was August uh, 2015. I was getting to the point where like I was getting fast, I was getting good, and then I kept on pushing through that pain, and it became this aggravated thing where now I'm seven months later. Now I'm starting to get back into it as opposed to where it could have been. Uh, it could have been a shorter duration of like being on the bench a little bit. So we've got these three sides of, of opinion, which is awesome. Um, and each one of them, like all of them should point towards towards the general direction of like, like know how to push yourself, know where to push yourself. Don't accept failure. Don't accept um, anything too early But at the same time, you have to back off and say, like, is this something that's going to really fuck me up in the short run or the long run? So, like, can I push through this in the short run and then make it out on the other side? Or is this going to push me into uh, having more time off and really mess me up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, that Elliot nailed it on the head a long time ago was be... Be aware of what your goals are. You know what I mean. I think just being setting a goal and being aware of it the whole time can kind of give you some clarity on what the right thing to do is. It seems like, yeah. I mean, if your goal is to take it as far as possible, you know, I mean, you might need to push through some pain or whatever. But if your goal is to, you know, or your goal isn't to take it as far as possible, then ease off and and attack it from a different angle, or attack whatever something else or. It's yeah, kinda
2: I, I guess I just didn't voice my opinion well enough when I was saying like just be smart about things. Right. Um Maybe, maybe yeah. It.
1: Become aware. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You pay attention yourself. Right know what's going on
0: and get the fuck out of your comfort zone right. <laughs> if you don't know what that feels Definitely. like if you don't know what that feels like and you're like well i don't even know what that means," take a uh, new england cold shower for like three days in a row and that third day when you wake up at like 7 a.m and you're like trying to rationalize why you don't really need to take a ice cold shower that feeling of just stepping into the cold shower anyway for a minute or two full minutes of under that icy water that's what stepping out of your comfort zone feels like and then the feeling of getting back out of the shower after doing it, you feel so much better and you're ready to take on the day. And it's definitely a rude awakening unless you like cold showers or that's what you do. Then do something different that sucks or makes you uncomfortable.
1: I think there's no greater like, benefit to your life than doing something that scares you. You know, if you're like, if you're trying to talk yourself out of doing something before you do it, then fucking go do it <laughs> unless it's drugs or something yeah. like that, you know, but like, like, some activity that, you know, like, I I fully admit there. I mean, there are days where I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to CrossFit today. Like, what is there something else I should be doing in my life right now? You know, oh, i got some dishes I could do, or maybe I could fold this laundry. No, the dishes and the laundry will wait. The worst is yeah. letting that anxiety take over you and right. just rationalize
0: why you you don't really need to do it and right. then just staying common. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, even, even you, Derek, talked to me, like, we had that... That day it was like a, you talked me off a cliff where I was just like I'm gonna back off coaching. Like you I know you're I can't. far gone when I'm the one talking. <laughs> you, <up> the <laughs> <laughs> you talked me off the cliff. Well, I was I was gonna just throw in, throwing the towel on coaching because like I it was hard it was hard for me to walk in the gym all
1: the time like and not be able to work out. Well now and I'm then... gonna push you off the cliff towards jujitsu. <laughs> you gotta you gotta. Stop fucking looking at it, and just jump and build your parachute on the way down build build some fucking wings, man, I hope you're comfortable not breathing. <laughs> oh, the funny thing is i don't Elliot doesn't breathe on his own, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, you could be resting here, you know, and he's like <laughs> <laughs> there's no <laughs> and he's just well,
0: also he's on top of me with his knee in my in my ribs, that's, smiling, that's, looking that's, down at me,
1: and' I'm this like. Evil Shit oh yeah! White, <laughs> fucking neon belly on white belts is evil shit. It's so evil. Get comfortable being uncomfortable, asshole. And I'm
0: like, I'm in great shape. I'm super strong. You know, I lift more than him. I'm, well, you know, I'll he, be able that's, to. That's, Saying that, that's why he's putting his knee on your goddamn. Thumb. No, and I'm okay with it because I need to keep getting put in that situation so I can, you oh, know. Here,
2: here's actually it. a really good, good question that I have for you. Um, your Elliot's. If people don't know what Elliot looks like, he's in amazing shape. Um, and he also has like a giant turtle on his stomach. So I'm curious. uh neon, Not an
0: actual turtle or a tattoo. It's just my abs, but my belly kind of sticks out a little bit. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Dude, and they call ripped. it the turtle shell.
2: Yeah, I hate him for it. Um, but uh, so neon belly, like you being in really really good physical shape, like does that help at all? <laughs> no, being Derek, a legit, no, <laughs> having a knee. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very curious. So, there's, like, oh, there's if, if, all right, all right. If That's you've got like, to find out, Scott. Right, there's, yeah, there's, there's one way to find out. <laughs> there's, there's
1: two things we're gonna do to Scott. One is neon belly, and two, put him to sleep. I'm perfectly fine with yeah, doing
0: God. it. This would be an awesome demonstration. Um, us being on a platform where I deadlift as much as I can, and then Derek deadlifts as much as he can, or like bench press or some type of strength movement, and I deadlift five hundred pounds. That's my PR. And what's your PR deadlift?
1: Like four hundred five.
0: So I he, I do almost a hundred pounds more than him. And then right after that, we walk over and start wrestling. And then it makes me look like you know I'm, I'm deadlifting <laughs> the barbell, and then he's back at that that four hundred five. So it's just like. Strength and conditioning really doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing, because he become when we get on the mat, he becomes much stronger than me.
1: So there, ha, there so ha, there you go. Take like, that.
2: I've I've just always I've always wondered uh, like how much uh, physicality uh, helps with uh, with jitsu I mean, like being not physicality, but like just being in like really really good shape, having like rock hard like just a rock hard solid core like if if that translates pretty well
1: uh so it's funny because elliot and i were talking about this yesterday um and he can chime in a little more to the the on the because he's in really good shape and he just started doing jiu-jitsu but i feel like that physicality kind of comes more into play when the level technical levels become closer you know what i mean so like if i'm rolling with another black belt the guy who's got the who's in better shape is probably going to win. You know what I mean? So like, or or two black belts that are are technically close are probably going to win. I also think it becomes, um, it's more of a factor in um, the lower belts for sure. You know what I mean? Because they're just less technically inclined or, or wear anyway. You know what I mean? So like, the less technique you have, the more you have to rely on your physical gifts. You know what I mean? So like, you know, no, and your physical gifts might. They might be strength and speed, but also, I mean, flexibility is a physical gift. And a lot of people at those lower belts, like one of the things that I try to preach to those people is don't rely on your physical gifts. Make sure your technique is super sharp. You know what I mean? So, like, you might be being able to get into a position, but it's only because you're flexible. Well, someday your flexibility might go away because you get injured or, you know, for whatever reason. And then your technique is not as good because you were relying on it the whole time. So, I feel like it becomes more. Um, more of a factor at the lower levels, at, like, and then when the at the upper levels, when the technical skills are more even, you know what I mean. Um, yes. But I also feel like it's one of those things where um, I talk to my guys about is being in shape will also prevent injuries. You know what I mean. So if you get on the mat and you are don't have any much muscle mass and things like that, and you're not Supporting your body with those muscles or or your tendons aren't mobilized and 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 you know whatever like uh you know working to the best of their ability, then you're probably gonna get an injury you know what I mean I feel like I feel way better now lifting weights than I did not lifting weights, like um just because I have more support and more insulation and things like that, you know what I mean, so I feel like you know you can withstand a little bit more punishment if you're conditioned. I mean, also you can train harder for longer and you're going to make more gains because it's not like you get to, you know, you roll two rounds and then you're super tired and then you gotta take a a round or two off, whatever. You know, if you can roll 10 hard rounds in a row, you're going to get more benefit out of that. You know what I mean? So I I feel like there's definitely a benefit to being in shape and ready to go in jujitsu that way. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I found
0: that it definitely hurts and helps. So when I'm rolling with Derek, instead of just like positioning my body a little bit differently, I'll just use my strength to like push his arm out of the way or really struggle and just like use one arm and just push his body away with one arm, as opposed to just shifting my hips and then everything becomes very light and I'm just moving my body. So I can kind of skip those things. So that's kind of my negative. But like what you said, I can. I can go all day. So since I'm I'm used to just putting in like a three hour session at CrossFit, we can roll for like five straight minutes or whatever, and I'm like dead on my back, like holy shit, you just kicked my ass. But then we can just talk for a minute or two, and then I'm like, let's do that again, and then go for another five minutes, take right. a sip of water, and then another. Like I we could have done that uh, yesterday or was it Saturday yeah. for um, I don't know, like probably like three and a half hours. Just with those breaks and stuff, and I could have just kept absorbing all that information, but right. you know stuff like that. So right. it definitely never. I would I wouldn't be like, well, I don't want to get strong because I don't want to have those negative negative things. You definitely want to be conditioned, but you just have to realize that you need to start really thinking about the technique and then apply the strength the strength later, right. strength and speed. Right.
1: So technique trumps all. Right. So I think that's kind of. I also think the thing that. You, um Kind of like, so. I'm two hundred and thirty pounds ish, you know, depending on how much water I've, and food I've eaten, and I feel like I'm my whole jujitsu career, I have not been the strongest or fat. Like I taught, we fucking cracked this joke all the time. My power to weight ratio is not very good, you know, for for someone who's two hundred and thirty pounds, I should be like deadlifting fucking six hundred pounds, you know, and and things like that. Um, so, uh. I've always been kind of the the slower, weaker guy against whoever I was competing against. Um so the other thing you can do is and that's kind of the beauty of jujitsu is that you can make those the things that are kind of your um, your deficiencies kind of work for you. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, me and Elliot, but I feel like so for someone who's 230 pounds, I roll like someone who's very small. You know what I mean? I have a very small man's game, which tends to be more technical, but there are things that like, so like I get underneath people really well. You know what I mean? I control their hips from underneath and use my whole body instead of just one appendage to start controlling someone. You know what I mean? That That's a, a that was a, it's so it's a. It's almost a catch-22, you know what I mean? Um, the other thing, too, is like I've become really aware because I can't stop someone from moving that's my own size so much that I let them move, but I only let them move into a position that's going to be beneficial to, to me, you know what I mean? So I will, we talked about this. Like I will lead you down a path... Until the path comes to an end, is and that path, the end of the path, is where I want you to be. And it's dark. Right. It's dark at the end of that path. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that nickname guys, came from. You
0: guys should probably, because you're talking to people who don't know about jujitsu, you should probably point out you're not actually putting these people to sleep on any time. They're tapping before this
1: happens. Right. Oh That's yeah. Sad. Stop winking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean it's not. Yeah, you definitely no. can control as long as you're. Rolling with someone that knows what they're doing and they're they're not an asshole, um, you you don't really feel that much pain. Like you're a little bit uncomfortable, but I mean, if you want to fight for it and you want to try to break free or whatever, you'll be put in some pain. But like, if you know that you're in a position that you can't win anymore and you're feeling any discomfort, you just tap and then you stop and you talk about it.
1: Well, and that's other. I mean, we can go on the benefits of jujitsu all day, but it that's I think one of the benefits is it makes you really self aware because you have to. Like tell yourself, I'm done. Like I, you, you, you become aware that like, there's no fucking around and and kidding yourself that you can go, you can go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, all right, you won. I'm tapping. You know what I mean? That's a very uh, a self fulfilling, self awaring You know what I mean? Like it makes you very self aware of of you know what the situation is, and, and it's as real as it gets. You know, so yeah, we're not really putting anybody to sleep. Very often, <laughs> unless they don't right. tap. If right. they're like right. no, but they
0: still go. It, you yeah. can get put to sleep if you just keep going, and right. you're like, I'm not going to tap. I'm too tough for this. And right.
1: then, right. So it's it's it, like it's very it makes you very 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 self aware and humble. <laughs> very humble. yeah. So yeah, I mean, and uh, this this is funny because uh, this is like Elliot ask me these questions while we're doing jiu like oh like what about this what about this and it makes me rethink that's a like training with elliot you know doing a bunch of one-on-ones has actually reignited my interest in jiu-jitsu because now i'm looking at it from a different angle which is really cool
2: nice yeah the student teaches the teacher
0: all right oh now to the next topic phone addiction <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get this out because I like, wanted to say it, but on campus, um, since I'm 27 and there's a bunch of people anywhere from like 18 to 21, they are zombies on their phone looking down. So I started doing this thing where I kind of positioned myself in a way where if they're not paying attention, they'll run into me. And I just let kids <laughs> run into me while they're on their phone. And if they're not on the phone, if someone's not, it's interesting, if they're not on their phone and they run into you, they look at you like in the eyes and go, oh, I'm sorry, like my bad or whatever. But if they're on their phone and they run into you, they kind of like look and they're like, oh, sorry, or whatever. Or they just kind of like check to see what they ran into, not like who, and then
1: just keep going. It's like, get the fuck off of your phone. (laughs) So what we're going to do next time when Elliot and I train jujitsu is we're going to work on someone walking towards you and you learning a good judo hip toss. (laughs) And I'm just in the hallway with a pile of bodies. No no, 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 no. I'm not, and I'm and not into yellow, that kind of stuff. That's what you get! <laughs> How's Facebook now? <laughs> Tweet that shit. No one, no one sent you a notification that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Bring hip toss. What? So I have a funny story about that, actually. Not like this is nothing to... Well, it actually... Anyway. So... Before I got into jiu jitsu, I was kind of in that MMA scene. Like, I trained at an MMA gym, had a bunch of guys that were fighting uh, on the show. And there was this guy, I forget what his name was. um, But, like, his record was like 140 losses to like 10 wins. Like, he was really bad. (laughs) He's out there grinding, though, not (laughs) fighting for the dream. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So he fights and this guy roundhouse kicks him right in the face <laughs> knocks him out cold like carry him out of the ring whatever I see him afterwards and he's like yeah so guess what so I can tell you what happened exactly and I'm like alright what happened he's like "My, f- I could hear my phone ringing in the back he's like so I looked to see if my phone like my phone ringing and the guy kicked me in the face and he's like it was a text message you know what the text message said look out for that kick <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome (laughs) watch out for that kick buddy So, uh, like, that's one of those things where like whenever I see someone on their phone I'm like and they're not paying attention like I want to like I wish I knew what their number was so I could be like look out for that head kick or that car
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean people because like in UNH it's like a very high like pedestrian first thing so you can just like walk out like a car could be going and they need to like slam on the brakes pretty common but, I mean, people are, like, hard left, middle of the street, like, face in their phone. And I'm just, like, driving along. And I'm, like, I just want to just hit you just a little bit to be, like, wake up. Like, right. get get out of there. <laughs>
1: well, that that's funny. I mean, we can go down this rabbit hole. But so up until recently in 2016, I had an iPhone 4S still. And, like, I'm, like, oh, yeah, phone's a phone. You know what I mean? And, like, I do have a, a bit of a fucking, uh like like a a technology addiction, especially with the phone in my hand, like social media, like, you know, just like everybody else, get kind of get sucked in that hole, whatever. Yeah. So I got a new phone, iPhone six plus. Yes. This thing, like it's one of those things. You're walking
2: around with a widescreen TV.
1: Right. But it's like, it sucks me in even worse. Like to the point where now I'm becoming aware of it. I'm like, this thing is like, like it's so fast (laughs) and like, it's so big. And like, I'm like, I could see, like, I never really understood. I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever. Now I'm like, Oh, like this is how far phones have come, and this is why people are getting sucked into it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it's so immersive now. I'm, it's crazy. I, As much as I make fun of those people, I can see how it happens. And they they keep doing
0: it to us. So in Facebook, normally you would watch a video, and then that was it. And then you just would click out of the video and then keep scrolling. Now you watch a video, and then there's like three videos underneath it. So you're like, well, what else is related? Oh, yeah, let's watch this one. And
1: and here's the other thing, too, is like you can't pick whether the video plays or not. It just just starts starts playing playing. as you start (laughs) scrolling. So I'm like... I don't want to watch this monkey wearing a fucking snowsuit, but guess what? Watch oh. a whole video of a fucking monkey wearing a snowsuit. <laughs> and then the next one. It was like part two. Right.
0: No,
2: there, there's a small part of me. Well, actually, a big part of me. Every time I see people walking around with their heads heads down, it's like there's like this social terrorist in, in me that just wants to walk up, just slap the phone as hard as I can out of their hands. So walking. I just
1: got so I have three really good. We're going to do it now. Three Instagram pages that will make <laughs> us famous. All right. Number one is get a real dog. So we're going to only <laughs> take pictures of big dudes with little dogs. And it's going to be get a real dog. <laughs> well, these don't exist yet. No.
0: It's up to you. If you want to say it out loud, go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, That's right. a great idea number two pain face i'm only gonna take pictures of people's pain faces in jujitsu and in, crossfit in, yeah, definitely yeah. Just, just like just of- look on their face where they're they like extreme agony but it's good extreme agony because you're being active yeah. that the last one would be social terrorist <laughs>
0: <laughs> all, all
1: we're gonna do is walk around and slap phones out of people's hands <laughs> take videos <laughs> of it <laughs> oh
0: another way to get out of your comfort zone other than taking a cold shower lock your phone in a drawer for two days and see if you last twenty five minutes. When especially when you can watch other people check their phone. If you ever notice, one person checks their phone, Everyone's like, oh, 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 dopamine. Oh, what, are, what, are, what is he looking at? And you're all like looking at the same thing instead of talking to each other. That happened a lot at Katie's birthday party. Everyone was just like talking, talking, talking. Half a second, a moment of silence. Everyone's like buried. All right? It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, let's yo- do the I got Instagram pages. Every
2: time I pulled my phone, <laughs>
0: I did the entire time without looking at my phone, and I was like twitch my eye was twitching and i was I, like i don't need i don't need to check it I actually, I actually
1: think i spent probably the whole party on my phone yeah that's what i'm saying i, I definitely crazy. did well i was you all
2: anti-social bastard well
1: I, well I was sitting at a table where i didn't know anybody like because we came that's late all, yeah. so like and they were all very nice people and but god like, forbid you get to know them <laughs> right right and i'm like i don't really know even. Have, but <laughs> but the other thing was he, here here's the other thing is that I think I was just staying on my phone to stay awake at that point because it had been so long since I'd been out that late. You know what I mean? Like I'm like you know nine thirty rolls around. I'm like in bed snoring. You know? Yeah. And it was like 9, 10 o'clock, 11. thirty, eleven. I'm like I can't believe I'm still up. I'm just like I need to like look at something so I don't fall asleep in my fucking clam chowder. Hap-
2: what happened to pushing the envelope?
1: Just talking to people in, gra- in greatness.
2: You can't. You can't have sleep. No, no envelopes, no sleep. You're no. <laughs> not allowed to have sleep with greatness.
0: Fine, <laughs> I, I won't sleep. Yeah, no anymore. phone. Two weeks. <laughs> no, if you're running a business and everything, obviously, and you have multiple accounts, you need to keep pushing that data. Or out,
1: a podcast. Or
0: oh, if you want to listen to this podcast, don't yeah.
1: don't put your phone
0: away. No, you can put your phone away. Just have it streaming over Bluetooth. <laughs> after you hit that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so subscribe to this goddamn podcast.
2: Yes, you should. That way way we know you're listening. And spread
1: the word. Share it. Mm -hmm. Share it with all your friends. Mm
2: -hmm. And if you care to advertise with us and hear your name on this podcast, you should uh, contact us.
1: Social media. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can contact us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Sharp Iron Society. Look it up. We'll talk about your shit for free, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Asterix. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Another podcast in the books. Thank you for listening, everybody. See you next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>